Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. Everyday Sniper. Every other every day. day. I'm, I'm, I'm sniping every yeah, day. You're I sniping was, every day. I tried sniping today a little bit. Yeah? How'd you do? No, the wind was killing me. I left. <laughs> you're like, you're like, fuck this wind. Fuck I'm this out. Wind. I was in it all last weekend. I'm going to be in it all next weekend, too. I don't need no wind. But yeah, so that was the... It, it, it was a crazy range day today, but um, so let's go jump right into it, man, because we, we jacked them around for 12 minutes last time, laughing our asses off about catfish and all the other stuff. That's okay. I think it was fun. Yeah, it was funny, man. We it's had a funny good... to me, and that's all that really matters. Man. <laughs> it's funny to wanna... me. We got to entertain yeah, if you guys us, don't, too. If you guys don't want to listen to it, just fast forward through this shit, you know? You, there's little... It's funny because there's little nuggets of information in every dumb story that we tell yes. that may there's or may learning, not apply. There, a, we're, we're, like, we're, we're like Christopher Robin, I guess. Or what's like some fairy tale? There's always a moral to the story. Yeah, there's always something. Always a moral to the story, man. Moral of the story. Don't be that guy. So you got Mike from Mile High Shooting. And Frank from Sniper's High. And today we are going to talk about favorite setups. Somebody had asked it on the app and they said, dude, what is your favorite no bullshit, drop dead, gorgeous, rock and roll setup? that you can put together? What is your go-to rifle? I'm, I'm gonna kinda go into a story here, man, to Do go it. about my holy grail. What did I get fucking? Dude, what the me? hell, man? You got eczema or no, some shit? No, I don't know, something got me out, something bit me. Um, So I'm gonna go into the holy grail, man. I I pursued- Now I'm starting to itch. I, I don't pers- like how that happened. Yeah, I pursued the holy- Like the Corsican brothers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hey, man. Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here. So I pursued the Holy Grail. And I used to drive four hours just to get close to the keeper of the Grail. Oh, God. I think I know this. I know this. I know. For lunch. For lunch. For lunch. And I've told this story before and the whole thing. But people want to know about our favorite setup. And I'm going to talk about the setup as if it's like zombie apocalypse. Because... I'm in a different position than most people. I, I have to mix, match, I play, I do this, I do that. I'm not as consistent as I want to be, as I should be, because it's a function of my job. Okay, I have to be disloyal, in a way, to my Same. favorite. Which is, I think, a lot of positive feedback that I've gotten is... Because we know, we, because, have a, we, have a, we're, we have a wide base. Well, we don't make ourselves popular talking shit about somebody's shitty product. We make our we make our point by talking about a product that is good yep. and why I would use it and why or why I wouldn't use I'm it. I'm not the looking pros for and cons, if I, but it's but it's all no no bullshit yes. is what it comes down to. This is a no bullshit episode. Yeah, if if I'm gonna put it this way, if I'm giving you a negative, like a full throated, hey man, this is not a good thing. Save your money. They earned it. I probably went out of my way to prevent having to say avoid that like the plague. Being behind the scenes, this is yes. This is a true thing. So if Frank gives you a freaking zero, you definitely deserved it because one, you probably sent him something and he sent it back and said, "No, dude, you're doing it wrong. Do this." Yeah. And then they didn't fix it and they sent it back to him and they said, "No, you're still doing it wrong. Do this." And they keep doing the same thing over and over again. And then they bring it to the market and it fails. Yeah. Or you're the beta tester. Yeah. And there's sometimes I get when I'm a beta tester and, and I understand that. I have no problem being a beta tester if I know it up front. It's my job in a way. I, I consult. I do all this. Hey, you know, always playing around. Um, but the thing is, go to doesn't get enough from, uh, attention of me. And it's simple, man. It's it's really friggin' easy. It's the AIs. The Accuracy International. That's it, man. There, Dude, that it is, is not your grandpappy's hunting rifle converted that... to a sniper rifle. Right. It is 100% a purpose-built to withstand environments humans can't even operate in sniper rifle. Yes. They it dropped is... the damn thing out of a helicopter from 40 meters to make sure it still works. I don't know if Adam still has it, but I think I might have it. He sent me a picture... He went to do an armorer's course. In, in UK, right. Um, no, that was his certification. He went to do a, a, an actual armorer's course here in the US. Oh. And a SWAT team, they have a AW. And like two years ago or something like that, they ran it over. Right. 
Guy took it back to the range, psh, no problem, zeroed back in, started shooting it. Adam took the skins off this gun, and you can see it's bent like a banana. They didn't even know it. And they've been running this gun for the last two years, and it freaking shoots every single time, sub-MOA. Yeah. The AIs, I, I, I honestly, if, I, if, if everything left tomorrow and I was only allowed one rifle, it would be the AIs. Now, scopes, I can play a little bit different. My, my go-tos, of course, are going to be the Night Force. Zero compromises out of the fucking ballpark right now. Those zero comps are really, really good. I, I, and that's not hyping it. Jeff Huber kicked so much ass in building that scope. So I talked got, to Jeff. Yep. We're going to get him on the show. Yep. So Night Force is, is one, is, my, is sort of my mainstream guy. Night but, Force was mine for a while. Like for maybe the last three mm, years or so. Callous. And now I'm, I'm on Collis because yeah, I'm, I, mean, I'm I need to Collis look something. I, I need to look there. at something different. And some of the ergonomics behind it make more sense to me well, as a I shooter. Well, because I went there and told them to go the left side windage. It Boom. was me and Eduardo. Yep. And, and because it, I went to Austria and, and spoke about that. So that's a good scope for me. Schmidt and Benders. I, there was some, I mean, they have some up and downs, but I still am a fan of Schmidt and Bender, especially the older ones. And then there's some of the, the ultra shorts. In the short turrets, I like. Um, so I got no drama with them. Uh, you know, and, and so those are my, like, go-tos, okay? that And, and I, I do like the Vortex. And, you know, when we go... And there's so much, which man, Which Vortex? The Gen 2s. The Gen 2 or the AMGs? The AMGs really my favorite yeah. as far as that. But, I mean... I think it, out of all of them, I can agree with that. I'm not mm -hmm. a huge Vortex fan. And and, and, like, and, and, I have Vortex stuff. And, and dude, we look through... The the spotting scope that I have the the uh, that vortex yeah, the, yeah. the whatever razor, it is right, the right. razor that's what it is the razor spotting scope and dude lights out that's that's the scope I was looking at a mile with and it looked clear as day yes. and I was like dude was this really thing is good. actually pretty nice and I was standing next to it with a Swaro so I was like dude between the two they're really good now when it got really hot and shitty mm -hmm. the vortex went away and the swaro came out right. and we were on target right. no problem and, and so I'm, I'm a big fan and, and let me tell you right like right up scope wise there's so many scopes and it's a scale of like one to a hundred does that mean i don't like the one that comes in at number 100 no it just means that's where it happened to fall on my list if I don't like you, I will tell you. Like IOR, you're 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 a fool if you spend your. That's more dice, man. You're rolling <laughs> dice. If the IOR casino. Yeah, the IOR casino. I, I mean, forget it. Don't even come near me with it. Well, one of the first times I ever went and shot with you, I think you had an IOR, and it was. No, I've never had an IOR. I had it a was, March. Oh, was it a March? March. So you had it in a cantilever mount, that but was we March. had it clipped into a tripod and I was looking through it to spot mm -hmm. and I couldn't see shit outside of 500 yards. I got down behind my gun and I was using a Schmidt and I was like, I'm just going to spot from here. Yeah. I think that was the March. Yeah, dude, um, it was, it was, I, I never had an IOR with that anyway. So, um, the, you know, so there's a lot of like SIG stuff. I like it was a USO. It might've been, no, it was, USO. it was a USO. It was because I had USOs. God, it was terrible. Yeah. They, they fall apart. I mean, they're, they're it, I don't know. It, it's it's a it's. I don't know what they're. Good, I don't know bad. what they're like now. That was like well, five they, years ago, dude. I have no idea. Again. Yeah, they're I, don't, the I don't know. And it drives me nuts, man. It 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 sucks when you. Here's my problem right now with a lot of products. You get it, it works, and then six months down the line, something either changes or they go to batch testing or they do something, and now it's like. Every third guy has a problem and you look like a fool. So I hesitate to mention all the lower brands, but I'm going to mention one right now uh -oh. because they're good dudes. I still like them. I still use them as backup scopes and it's going to surprise you. I'm ready. All right. So when a scope goes down, so I want a scope that doesn't break the bank. That when somebody in a class of scope goes down, yeah, because you're using your personal scope. Stuff, yeah, my stuff. This so, is your stuff. It's not Frank's store. You know who I use when <laughs> I do that? Tell me. SWFA. Really? The Super Sniper. They don't even call it that no more. I don't really? know what it's called because he corrected me and he didn't tell me what the right answer is. The 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 five to twenty, the three to fifteen, those Super Sniper. I don't know whatever they're called. <laughs> 
the SWFA scopes. He's like, I'm telling everybody this is my favorite backup. The dude yelled at me for not calling it the right thing. Didn't tell me what the right thing to call it, so now I'm calling it this. Yeah, I'm calling it whatever I want. Yeah. No, so but Chris and those guys over there got out of Texas. Corey's a big fan of those guys too. Corey West. Yeah. And he They're works for us good Texas. dudes. They build a nice scope. It works. Yeah, it's got some funky elements like the 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 the, the, the diamond mills and yeah. You know, Which is, you did surprise me when you said that. I yeah. was like, I it, did, did my head cock. Like, it is. It's the whole dog. Shaggy? Rock roll. So that's a stealth kind of like, I think punches above its weight class. And for me, if you want to know what like my criteria is, it's that. You come in at 2400 and I think you're worth closer to 32 you're in good shape. If you come in at 1500 but you can compete with those $2,000 scopes, you're in good shape. You know what I mean? It's stuff. You come in at 900 and you can't compete with a 300. Right. You're doing something wrong. Wrong. And, and what a lot of them do is they come in at 1500 when they really should be 300 because they feel everybody's buying 1500 Yeah. So they're, they're bent the odds that you're just going to throw your money down. Now, I'm not going to, like I said, we're not going to bash. We're not going to go into the negative. Well, I will bash IOR. Um, I'm not going to go into the negatives on that stuff only because the guy tried to burn me. But we're talking about favorite stuff. Yeah. I'm st dude, I'm still my, on the well, I'm so still on the rifle. I'm still I, on I'm the on rifle. I'm on the AI. Well, wait a minute. I'm going to run through mine, then you can run through yours. All right. So my AIs go to, I generally default to the short actions. Yes. I have the longs and the long. Yes. That's a tool, man. That's a tool. The long actions are a tool. Let me ask you this. Are we talking AT, AX, Covert? What, do you, what yeah. are we talking? Go to. AT and AX308. So if you had one to choose right, right. now. AT or, well, the AX. Okay. But AT, AX308, those are your go-to AIs. If you really, really want to go the 338 in the bigger route, I mean, honestly, just I was telling people because you Dude, now's the time. Right, because of the MC price right. drop. Yeah. The MC's worth every bit of the bang because of the price drop. The only thing is I'm against guys going with the MC to shoot six fives and smaller. It's not meant for that. It wasn't designed around that, which is why there's an ASR now. Well, which is why they, they don't understand that there was a first run of mm -hmm. AXs with large firing pin right. to match the large firing pin AXMC yeah. because they were using military primers. They were using 308, What's a military 300. military gun? Yeah. Uh, 308, 300 Win Mag, right. 338, that's what it was built for. It yeah. wasn't built for a 338 to shoot a small primer high pressure round. Right. And that's the thing. And, I'll, and people say- Can it? Yes. yes. It can and they'll sell it to you. That's a, a, a product of capitalism. But I don't think the rifle was meant for that, and it's in the fact that it'll work. Yes. And what they've done to correct it recently, right, is the firing is, pin. Is the all. firing pin and the bolt that they're selling as one complete unit that they can swap out. Right, and which is so, great. I yeah, mean, it's that's, another that's, eight hundred nine hundred. That's the capitalism bucks. route. But it, yeah, if you're going to shoot short action, stay in short action. Right now, if if you said, hey man, you're going to have to solve. You, you know, you got CIA money, you got to go somewhere in the world and you got to solve a problem. Well, then I'm going to take an AXMC because I don't know what the problem is yet. Yeah. But I want But you got a problem solver. Yes. I got a problem solver. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what the problem is, but I know that it's gun like the, will solve it's it. It's like that, uh, that spade looking jigsaw piece. It's like the most versatile piece out of all of them the, all that the connects tools. all of yes. it, you know, Does in everything the middle, together. You know? So now, like we're talking favorite caliber. Now... If I had to go, right, isn't that what he asked too? Did you yep, have favorite, favorite caliber? caliber. All right. I just threw it on here. Yeah, so favorite yeah. caliber for me is 260. And that doesn't mean I don't shoot more 6.5 right now because it's easier and more availability and things like that. To me, 6.5 Creed and 260 are identical other than the, the slight 25, 50 feet per second in the, in the, in the, length, the length difference. Yeah. So... Those two calibers would be my go-to favorites. Now, 308, of course, is your workhorse. I like my Norma, my 300 Norma. I got no drama with the Norma. If you twist the damn thing right, it works better than the 338. Um, it's, it's, it's a sweet-ass cartridge, and it works really good. But, you know, yeah, if you don't want to go to Lapua, 338 Lapua, go to the Norma. 
any either Lapua or Norma in the 338s are fine, but I, I, I don't I think the the 338 Lapua suffered from people going to the 300 grain bullet. I was just gonna say that it 285, no 250s. Yes. Good to go. Money had no business with those 300 grain bullets in a 338 Lapua caliber. That's meant for the bigger stuff, the snipe tacks and the wildcats and things like that, where you're getting another 200 feet per second out of it. But the thing is, so I think it did the 338 a disservice. I really think they hurt the round and its potential by going to the 300 grain bullet that quick and messing it up. Do you think that the is why they started making those other new rounds to compete with it. Yes. It, because well, because they're they, all looking they for saw... the replacement. Mm -hmm. You know, because 338 all over the world but us is a military cartridge. We, we're just, we're the ones that are late to the party with 338. Right. You know, even though we came up with it through the army and everything, but it's still, it's, it's pretty common when you get to the European countries and things like that as a sniping round. But it was meant for the 250s. And then they go to that 300 because they want to punch it out farther, but they, it wasn't enough velocity. When they created their yeah, CIP they, length. Right, and it's all a mess, and that killed it here. Mm -hmm. Now what happened? Well, now they're looking at the Normas. They're looking at this. They're trying to do that, the PRC, the this. So they're trying to do everything they can to avoid the 338 Lapua. And to me, I think that was because of the 300-grain bullet did that. So... I still like the 338, but I'm 285 or less. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Give me a 235 solid. I'm a happy camper. So I'm in the two something. <laughs> in the twos. In the two thirty, two fifty. The two ishes. And and you got you got a rock star of a of a, of a rifle right there. You know. But the the thing is, is I don't like the fact that um. You know that they wrecked that caliber because it was a great caliber. I like 338 much better than 300 Win Mag. I think the recoil pulse is better. I think the accuracy is better. Uh, you know, punches out a little farther. It, there's a lot of good, but now we're seeing 30 cals eclipsing the 338 mm -hmm. because they fucked it up. So that's my take on caliber. What that? Like I said, three 308 you'll never go wrong with, and and it's a workhorse. What was the other? Do you have a favorite Fair spotter spot. when you're out there looking around? Um, either the Heinzel or my Shirovskis. The Shirovskis great. Um, it's really a good spotter. Uh, it, it's the um, the, what what do we have? The, the STRs. STR yeah. yeah, that's so a really. good I think one. you have a 65 too, don't you? I yeah. thought I thought I seen. Oh, I have fucking like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like a oh, gearbox right here. Yeah, yeah. I got probably six. Spotters. But nine times out of ten, every every time I see you at the range, we're we're looking through Swaros. Yeah. Yeah, Swaros, man. That's we're Swaro fans. Um, spotter, binos, Swaros. Uh, I'm a Leica fan too, uh, in the glass department. So I, I like Leica binos, the little pocket ones, which to me, Leica and Schwero are pretty similar. They're pretty close. And yeah. Zeiss too. I mean, honestly, Zeiss and stuff. I, I'm a Zeiss fan. All my original. Zeiss owns shots. Yeah. All my That's original. That's where everybody gets their glass from. Zeiss is really good shit. Mm -hmm. My original spotters, my diascopes are all Zeiss. I have two spotter. I have a spotter 60, spotter 45. So those are Zeiss. I have three dioscopes, two 65s and an 85. And then I have one of the new ones, which I don't know what they call it, because the, but the eyepiece is different. So I have four, two, four, five. I have six Zeiss. So I'm a Zeiss fan. Yeah, clearly. Um, you know, literally. And then Schroeros is what I've been using. And I have reticles for my Zeisses. Like one of my Zeisses is up in Alaska. I left it up there. And that's the thing is I have, you know, I, used I think to that's kind of one of the important things, man, is you have to, if you're spotting, quote unquote, spotting, yeah. you need a reticle. In that shit. And I like, and I like the Schroer because I could turn it on and off as I need it. Exactly. That yeah, I like that. It's a good, it's a good one. Concert. And then what's some of your other favorites? What about an AR? ARs. Um, um. What would be kind of my, my Noveskis? I have a ton of Noveskis. Uh, POFs, I got some POFs. I know you always talk good about POFs. POFs, I got a ton of POFs. You're like, the trigger's POFs. the best. Um, but I think, 
Um, that, what about Daniel? Then, nowadays, what yeah, about Daniel? I have a Daniel. I have um, Knight's Armaments, too. Do you? I have a bunch of Knight's. What do you have in Knight's? I have the tricked-out Magpul edition with the oh, whole thing. Oh, shit, son. I have the case, the, the suppressor. I have the Magpul edition. Damn. I have the, um, in, I have the EMC-16, the 16-inch 308 of a, a, a Knight's. Which is the Delta Did you get gun. it because of the nostalgia of it? No, nah, it's a Delta gun. I fucking just got it because they had it. Um, and then uh, and they, they kind of suck. Do you got an SR-25? Not a... I, I, no, the 16-inch is an SR, but yeah. it's the newer. It's the EMC. And then um, I have a bunch of uh, Franken guns. I have gaps, too. I have a gap one, a Voodoo. That's the one George... So, again... Shit hit the fan. No more ARs left on the planet. Probably Noveski. Noveski. And, and, and five, I have five, a Noveski. Uh, what's the little? Is it a Leonidas? Um, I have the like the nine inch. Is it like a little SBR? Or, yeah, I have an SBR. Or is SBR. it a pistol brace one? Uh, um, so I have a little itty bitty Noveski that I would take as my go-to. Like the zombies are coming, aliens are landing. We got to go fight. Aliens and zombies yeah, and fucking so people I'm, right in the middle. I'm gonna take my little. Uh, the the what is it PDW is that what they yeah, call yeah PDW I'm gonna take my little guy I think personal the, defense weapon yep and that's gonna be my AR on my side I got my friggin AX on my back and right. I'm ready to rock man you got your spotter I got my spotter and your butt pack my, I got my Kafaru packs I'm <laughs> a Kafaru I'm Kafaru and even though they slam me in their podcast you fuckers and you're right around the corner <laughs> I know right yeah, they're and, like they're like 20 minutes from here dude you're 20 minutes away I have I have like Eight of All your of your shit. And you guys are slamming me on your podcast, man. Fuckers. Not cool. Not, Not cool, cool, Aaron. Uh, anyway, and then uh, handgun, I'm Glocks and Sigs. Okay, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm Glocks and Sigs in my handgun. Sigs, I'm 229s. And then Glocks, I'm 19s. But I have a mix and match of all that. So those you don't are like, like a You don't like a longer one than a 19? Like a 17 or something? I'm fine with it, but for my size, a 19 is no... Is you have a Zev, don't you? I have a bunch of Zevs. I have like three. Do you? Yeah. Which So which one, either the Glock or the Sig, shit hit the fan... You're well, I'm it taking your, my Glock. You're throwing it in your Zen. cool guy drop a, leg holster, Zen. right? Yeah, your Safari my, Land. My drop legs are up. No, I don't use Safari Land. I use um, G-Code. 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 I'm a Marine Corps guy. Gangsta Code. I'm using G-Code. So it clips on and clips off. And then I'm not drop legged. I'm high up drop leg. I'm the I'm the guy who gets the um. You don't like the cha- the chafing on your leg when you get no, all sweaty and it's you, like you, you moving take around. The straps off. The bottom strap goes right up against your nutsack. Right up in the in the nut. Yes. Crack. If, if your bottom strap on your drop leg holster is not touching your nuts, it's in the wrong place. It's got to be where you take your hand. If I'm sta- I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna demonstrate. You guys watch. Watch this shit. I got a drop leg on. I'm ready. Okay. You're, you're watching. You're talking with you. I'm watching. You're I'm talking dropping with your my hands. right hand down. Do you uh-huh. see where my hand is? I can see where it's at. It's touching the bottom of my muzzle. Correct. Yes. Yes, you are correct. Boom. So with a drop leg holster, Safari Land guys. I'm not even a pistol. Listen, puppy. listen to what I'm saying. Safari Land guys, here's what I want you to do: take the top strap off your Safari Land, put it on like a. Uh, Either Use it a in your sander, with your girlfriend. yeah. Either put it on a sander or put it on a uh, like a little jigsaw or something, and cut little half moons out of that top part of that panel so that you can move around with it and sit down <laughs> and everything like that. And the corners of it aren't jamming you in the nuts. Mm-hmm. So then use that bottom strap, move it up, and if you can stand up straight and curl your hand over the bottom of your muzzle, you're at the perfect height. It won't interfere with your cool guy body armor that mm-hmm. you wear not in the military. It's tactical cosplay. Is that? Right, tactical cosplay. When you're doing your tactical cosplay at your weekend match or something like that, and you guys are running three gun or whatever, it is and you're running around with a plate carrier it won't interfere with your draw yeah boom so that's that's my go-to shit i got i i got uh, i'm using the uh kafaru stuff and honestly i talk to the mystery ranch guys who are behind you at shot show every time yeah they they're pretty cool invite. man dude, i use one of the nice to me i love mystery ranch yeah dude i love I'm a mystery huge ranch. Fan. dude i got sick i ass. think i might have to trade in all my kafaru shit for mystery ranch fuck after they slammed this me. last shot show i got sick as fuck and uh, you know that they to kind of puff out their uh, their packs. They just stuff pillows in them, mm-hmm. right? So I went over there and stole a couple pillows, man. Laid down in the booth down. for the, for a little bit while mm-hmm. we were waiting on the forklifts to show up. Nice, but 
No, nah, I man, love I'm those a Kafaro fan. They're like, like Mike said, they're 20 minutes from the house. I see pa- when Patrick was around, I would see him at the grocery store because mm-hmm. we use the same grocery store. And and so it's it, like I said, I'm I, even though I, I'm joking with all this stuff, although you know they should be nicer. Um, <laughs> whatever, I don't even care. I, I listened to that whole thing. I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I but anyway, I like their I like their packs. So I'm using their pack. I'm using that, and then for clothing, like I've said, I'm a triple lot junkie. And then I'm um Solomon boots, man. Solomon boots or a need- solos, depending. If I gotta go cold, I'm going with my Powermatic solos in leather. Mm. But if it's warm, are those like Uber moccasins? Y- no, they're big, man. They're big and heavy. They're like my Danners from friggin' Vietnam. Like Muckalucks. Yeah. But no, the um the, these Solomons are the way to go, and so I'm running those boots and triple lot design clothes. I have their entire catalog, I think, so I can switch off the triple lot and then my hoodie. <laughs> you you seem like the person that would be taking a shit fingering through the catalog. Fingering through. Yeah, fingering through mm-hmm. the catalog. I already know. I get the emails, man. And I, matter of fact, they have a like challenge. Fight Club and they, IKEA. They have, hey, guys, Triple Law has a has a quest challenge. Dude, their shit is expensive. Yeah, but it's great. It fits me like a glove. Um, they're doing a quest challenge, fifty state quest challenge. Alaska, you got to go to Juneau to some um, ice glaciers, and you can the first four people win a prize. But in Colorado, it's a, a between Garden of the Gods and somewhere there's the Devil's Pass. Yeah, and it's a Rampart Road for Colorado. So it's down south in the spring. Yeah, we got to go down there. I might not make it because I got to go to Alaska next week. So I may run to try to do triple lots little things. So you're gonna teach a class next week and then next weekend because we have a class next weekend. Wait, wait, May tenth. Oh yeah, I'm doing that class. Yep. Yeah, and then I'm going to Alaska. Oh, so you're going after that? After that, okay. the sixteenth, I go. You're going to be busy, man, son. Fuck yeah, man. A lot of classes. So go ahead with your top, man. What's your go-to favorites? <laughs> go-to zombie apocalypse. I hate using that term even though... Oh, shit. So when we were uh, driving back and forth... I know I don't get ex- very excited yeah. very often, but... So when I worked in Guernsey, Guernsey's two and a half hours away from where I used to live in mm-hmm. Frederick. Yeah, yep. So I would have to find a way to entertain myself because I only had a tape player in my Jeep. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was like... I know it's not right to be driving around with earphones in. It's like, but it's a two and a half hour drive and I got to keep myself entertained. I don't have anybody to ride with. And I was gone for two weeks at a and time. And you had like your Walkman and shit. Yeah. So, yo, Walkman. Exactly. <laughs> the little, the yellow one with the flip over side on Night, it. That's the sport one. Yeah, the sport. The sport yeah. And it had the, um, over the top and it really skinny earphones, right? So anyways, um, this is when iPhones were cool. So I had an iPhone, mm-hmm. and I uh, downloaded the uh, uh, I downloaded a podcast. This is like 2011, right? And it's called We're Alive. Yeah, you told me about this. W E apostrophe R E. Like we are alive. Alive, and I started listening to it back then, and I stopped listening to it because it was every fi- it was only 15 minutes to 20 minutes long, mm-hmm. which was cool. But you would have to stack up a bunch of episodes so you didn't get kind of like left behind, you know, like right, what right. was going on and like feel bad and everything like that. But every Monday they'd come out with a new episode. So again, this is back in 2011. So I was driving home from the range the other day and I was like, I wonder if We're Alive is on Podbean because I'm always on here anyways. Might as well check it out. So right, I right. typed it in. Boom. Right there. I was like, Subscribe. Flipped it around so that all the older episodes started from the beginning, just as cool as it was back then. So I'm back on the zombie thing. I there, got away from the Walking right Dead. There for people who are looking for older episodes, turn yeah. the date around. Yeah, turn yeah, turn the uh, go into the how to filter it. It's uh, I think it's on the right side, and it says older episodes first or whatever. Just hit that, and it'll flip it right back up to the top. So I started that whole series over again. I got off The Walking Dead because it got stupid. Like, I felt like ever since, you know, like uh, the Negan it's guy like showed up. the Battle up, of Winterfeld, right? Yeah, dude. I can't. I just can't get behind it anymore. Right. Like, they, they turned the badass crew into a bunch of bitches. And I was like, dude, I can't do this. I can't mm-hmm. watch you guys fall for, like this hard, you know? You'd be like a Negan guy. And no way Negan guy's losing to those wimps, huh? Yeah. yeah it, I was like, eh. Well, no, I don't like Negan. I don't like any of them anymore. Okay. I was like, fuck these guys. So, go with your so, favorite, so, man. Back. Zombie Apocalypse. I started... When I started shooting AIs, I agree with you on AIs, 100% bomb-proof firing platform. So I started with an AT, 
and then got rid of the AT and moved into an AX. Haven't turned back mm -mm. at all whatsoever. And I've said this to people, you know, face to face and on the phone, and I'm gonna say it to everybody across the world right now. I go out to a local firing range and I'm shooting an AI and people are like, hey, what's that? Tell them it's an AI. We talk about it for a minute and it's good. And then they say, oh, well, I have a custom fill in the blank Remington. Mm -hmm. Do you want to shoot this? No. No, I don't. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I just, I've shot it. I get it. I understand it. Do you want to shoot my AI? Because I don't mind. I don't care. Shoot the fuck out of this thing. It's mm -hmm. not going to do anything bad. It. You can't kill it. Nope. And yeah, okay, yeah, I'm going to shoot it. All right, no problem. Hey, let's start at 600 yards and keep on moving. So quick lock system. I was using that 308 barrel. I had Fritz spin me up a, a six mil barrel. So we'll get into caliber stuff. But having the quick lock barrel. Money. And, oh, dude, it's, uh, you have as many precision rifles as you want. Right. With one gun. With a custom Bartlett barrel. Yeah, with one gun. It hammers every bit as good as anything out there. Now, don't get me wrong, man. My most accurate gun is a Gap, my werewolf. The Gap werewolf, and it's a 308, is probably my most accurate rifle within scale of itself. It's it's sub-quarter minute, and it's a hammer. But mm -hmm. the thing is, is it's not an AI. You it's have not. to treat it as a custom stick. You can use this thing as a freaking lawn dart, tomato yes. stick. Doesn't matter. Could beat a zombie over the head with you my can, AI. Yep, yep. And I wouldn't butt hesitate stroke to do it. You can butt, butt stroke them. <laughs> butt smash. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's still going to function. Bolt throw. I the like bolt it. throw on it is super fast. It's 60, 60 degrees. degrees. Not 90. <laughs> Quickly. Uh, back and forth, back and forth. It's easy to maintain. You know what? And I don't talk enough about AI, even though I do have that relationship with them. And I, mm -hmm. You know what? Because I, I feel I don't need to promote them. Well, I don't need to influence. You don't see any like Corvette commercials, right? No, you don't see any Porsche commercials. Did you really? I don't have TV anymore. Is it? Is it all crashed up to be? There's Mercedes commercials. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, they're probably hurting then. They need to advertise. You know? Yeah. You don't see it every five minutes. The vets are always mixed in with something else. Yeah. It's not to say they're not. They don't have a vet commercial, but there's always something running around. But anyway, okay. So one of the, the one of the biggest things that I do like about it is it's low maintenance mm -hmm. when it comes to cleaning. Yep. So remember that sad sandstorm we had last year in the middle of summer where everything went down. Right. Everything. Yep. Everything. I still had dirt in my trigger from last year's class in the middle of the I summer. I still got all that dirt in mine. I. Um, I, haven't pulled the I brought it in the back it. and I was like, hey, Adam, can you just kind of go through my gun and make sure everything's going to function for when we start teaching classes mm -hmm. this year? Because I want a functioning firearm. It's not going to fail. I don't want to look like a fucking idiot, you know, on down the line. So he was like, yeah, totally. So he took apart my trigger and everything, douched it out, got it all clean, put it back together, oiled it up, put it back in the gun, ran some brake clean all through the action and everything, just wiped it out. Mm -hmm. No problem there. And then being able to... I know this created controversy, and I apologize to bring it back up, but pulling the barrel off of the rifle to clean it. It's right there. Yes. What's the problem? No, I don't have a problem with that. I do. <laughs> what that is way the too. problem? I don't see a problem because then you don't get shit in the action and all that. Just right. Just the action out. Yeah, you don't need a Lucas Borgide that mm -hmm. is persona non grata. Right. Right? You can't even get a hold of the guy to get it. And then. I, I don't see a problem taking the barrel off to clean Take it. the barrel off and clean it. It's fine. It's <laughs> not going to hurt anything. I just remember seeing that picture of oh, Dave Walls. Oh, people, yeah, Dave Walls doing Dave it because there's no board guy. They're like, yeah. what is he doing? It was like, dude, he's the, uh, you ever heard of Accuracy International? He's the one who invented them. Yeah. He's got it figured out, guys. Don't, don't sweat, sweat it. it. <laughs> so um, being able to clean it like that is uh, excellent. So the, it threads on one way. It's return to zero. Yes. Thread on, lock down into place with your uh, with your uh, set screw. Returns back to zero. Last year, I had a problem with my gun. Sh and the scope's already pretty close to where you need to be to redo. Oh, look at that! Oh, it's already on the gun. Yeah. I don't even have to take it off. Yeah, right. So last year, I was shooting high at 800 yards in the morning, and I felt like something wasn't right. I took the barrel off. I wiped down the chamber and everything. Put it back on the gun, tighten it back up, tighten the screw down, 
center punch every single time after that. Nice. I was like, there you go. That was another thing that just kind of keeps me in that rifle. In the AI loop. Yep. Adjustability on the fly, being able to, you know, move from position to position, but also have the, you know, mm -hmm. have that with the AT. I like to have that with the rifle because if somebody else wants to shoot my gun, like if you were like, hey, dude, I need to do a demo. I didn't bring a gun, which would be totally odd. I'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you today? You're like, let me use your gun. I would say, cool, here you go. You set it up the way you need to set it up. It's all good. Who cares? Yeah. Boom. He's shooting. No problem. Um, triggers clean is very few parts. Not like you would see in like an aftermarket Remington trigger. Right, right. Where it's just four all parts. these little, yes, four parts. Mm -hmm. and all these little things and all these other triggers, you have a higher probability of something failing. You have more moving parts. Yep. Something is going to get compromised. And that's been changed in the comp trigger, but I'm only talking the factory. Not the yeah, comp. Factory. The comp's a U.S. trigger. The comp is uh, made by XTSP. Yeah, the CG Jackson people. Yeah, uh, the um, extreme shooting products. Yeah, and they do really, really nice triggers. You can use their Mod 22 is as close to an AI trigger as possible. They made the trigger for the Mark 13. I was just gonna say the Mod 20, the Mod 22 is the trigger in uh -huh. the uh, Crane's Mark 13. It's a modified one. But it is the same trigger. It's the yep. same everything. All that stuff is just a different weight. Um, the so they make the competition trigger. I felt like I would be ending that thing all over the range if I had it tuned out the way they want you to tune it out. Adam felt the same way. So Adam was like, I'm going to put a, a competition trigger in my gun. So he has one. So if you guys come into the shop and you want to feel one of the AI comp triggers, Adam has one in his gun. I'll go. I'll run back and grab it. But he shot it, competition, to me it seems to no be problem. It needs to be double tuned. You have to tune it twice <laughs> to get it once, is what I've been told by several people that are using them. Yeah, I mean, if you follow the instructions. But that's it. You have to kind of do it twice when you nail your weight yeah. for it to be reliable. Because if you just do it like normal... It can fall out of alignment, but if you do this sort of double deal, and I'd have to go online to read what they're doing, then it, it tends to hold correctly because a couple of them, people have said they've slipped. Yeah. Well, Adam said that he was like, man, I feel like I'm going to ND this thing. So he shot an entire rifle match, didn't have a problem, and um, it passed a drop test and everything, and I was like... Well, cool. I'm still not getting one. Right, right. But, Me uh, neither. They, I don't see a need for it. But the nice thing is if you ever have to replace your AI trigger for whatever reason, you did something st incredibly stupid and you mm -hmm. have to replace it, the competition trigger is actually less than what the original AI trigger cost. Oh, okay. So, so that's a good deal. Yeah, so that's you, a good you deal figure it out right from there. there. Favorite caliber, 6 millimeter. Six. I got I got a ton of love for 308 guys, especially after this last year. But 6 millimeter. And you're, are you uh, a Creedmoor? Yeah, I'm you... shooting a Creedmoor because I'm not trying to load everything, man. I, yeah. I ain't got the time to do it anymore. Um, uh, 243 is what I started on because Adam made me start 243 because that's what he was shooting. Right, right. So that was the best way that he could show me how to shoot and what I needed to do. And then we can get matching barrels and we can load together and he can show me all the stuff. And that was mm -hmm. his mentorship. necklace. Yeah, dude, we have matching tattoos. Mm -hmm. You know... He's his mentorship of me getting into precision rifle, him coming from a bench rest background and coming into this, yep, is totally, totally invaluable. There's nothing I can say to ever that you guys would ever build change. A new shop, we got to build a reloading area. So, we're gonna actually, we talked about doing reloading classes, yeah, but and we, we are to... going to have a reloading quote unquote zone, not cool. like no, don't, uh, no I trademark infringement, guys. Dude, you know, I'll bring we know my where you're stuff at. up and let you guys have some of mine yeah. there too, because I need to get it out of where I am because I have no room for it, really. Yeah. And I, mine's on a triangle right now, I have the little Lee triangle and I can move it around. Mm -hmm. But um, I have one on a bench, my old original rock chucker. But I need to go. I need to go to a place where I can start reloading more. And if the, I have, if when your shop's done, if there's a, there, I will reload more because I would come during the week and do it. Yeah, and we, I would like to kind of do something like that. But I would also like to have an area where, well, we're going to have a classroom there mm -hmm. at the building. Right. So um, I would like to have maybe like a reloading class or something Those like that too. Those guys in Wheat Ridge next to Kafaro. Have them come <laughs> up, you know, little contract work, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So six millimeter. I think personally it is the most accurate round out of them all. 
Yeah, there's an inherent accuracy to it. There is. And otherwise, I don't think bench rest shooters would be using it. Right. So I'm taking a little bit of that background and mixing it into this because I'm like, okay, well, I know this works. Well, what's a tactical way to use it? This is how I'm going to use it. I have Fritz build me a... I mean, that's if you listen, that's why George is doing the GT with a bench rest guy who did the Dasher and all those. So the guy who's like right. the known guy for that is doing Gardner's six millimeter GT. And then someone started the whole gay tiger thing. Yeah, that was the ASR people, oh, whatever. The okay. gay tiger thing. But whatever. yeah, it's just the but that's George and Tom or whatever the guy's name is, who's a bench rest guy. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy who kind of like made the dasher famous. Yeah. And he's I'm now a, going to the GT. I'm a big fan of George, especially um, when you guys were talking history. Yeah. Like Everything that he was laying out, I was like, dude, this shit is so and on time. Stuff is rock star. He knows dude, his he, crap. It is. And, and, you know, like I said, we're not getting into There's too many custom people to talk about. I got to talk about George, Mark Suley. I got, you know, there's the short action precision guys, the Area 419. Don't forget Patriot about Dallas. Mile High. Yeah, yeah. My, well, my, I've been using Mile Hikes religiously. This why entire I don't time almost. Fritz has been doing, Fritz did my last dude, two rifles. I don't think that guy can build a gun, like a barrel that doesn't right. shoot, man. But that's it's the point. unbelievable. That's the point, man, is that there's too many out there to be talking about mm-hmm. on an individual level. There's a lot of really, really good guys Go to these known names. Go to these other ones. Make sure they got good equipment and all that. I just saw Jamelli posted something. Some guy hacked, did like a friggin' um, a, a bolt gun with a muzzle brake and put a shim on it and blobbed it and didn't blend it. When you can get these guys, like I know like a Mark Suley's really proud of how he blends his stuff in. You oh, can't yeah. see seams. So, so it looks like it's part of the barrel. Yeah, there's yeah. no seams on Mark Suley's stuff. It's nothing stuff. more than turning the barrel and putting a little fucking yeah, no. you know, but sandpaper to it. People aren't doing it. People I know, dude. It. That is so lazy. Right, but that's oh my the point. God. You know, if, if you got a gunsmith... Machine time it, sandpaper right. and spin it. And Come this on, guy dude. couldn't time the, the cut, so he had to shim the break. Because he didn't time the cut to the break, and then he couldn't. I can blend see it. it in my head, and I don't yes, like it. Exactly, it looks like a friggin', uh, you know, a baby holding an apple. Yeah. So six Creed, uh, one hundred eight Hornady's, super fat, super fat. We're it's getting late. <laughs> I'm a Lapua fan because they're they're. Um, I like Hornady. I'm not, a, but I'm a Lapua fan because they're not sensitive. And. Dude, I say this Skinner. all the time. Skinner. is. Lapua was the shit before everybody else showed up, started dicking with their numbers. Yep. So, take that for what it's worth. Huh? Got plenty of Lapua bullets laying around, dude. I, Love I'm that a, stuff. I'm a fucking Lapua. Dude, you got a Lapua? I'm on it. I'm a Lapua fan. And I don't care about the brass. I like the bullets. You oh, know what I mean? 100%. Because I'm not reloading right now. So, I don't really care that they got that Lapua brass. But I like that Hornaday loads for me. Yes, I do too. <laughs> Hornaday. And then, you know who's coming in? And I guess you guys have them. They're, they're trying to weasel in because Prime's not around. Um, choice. Choice. Choice ammo out of Montana. Bitterroot people up in the Bitterroot area. They said you guys had some of their... Do we? Yeah, I probably. But I'm going to try some and do some reviews. Do we have so much crap, man? I, I don't even know. So There's gonna, so much stuff jammed into that shop. It's yeah, unbelievable. It's, some, it's like I can only pay attention to so many things at one time. And then it's like, ah. Yeah. And I'm on the phone 80% of the day. But anyways, uh, favorite spotter, um, I'm with you, Suaro, str 80 100%. That's where I'm at. Turning the reticle on and off and having those increments of measurement. Yep. And then, you and know. it's a real reticle. Because I always, I, when I stand behind a spotter, I simulate being the shooter. Yeah. So I line up the reticle the way I would line it up. And then I do the wind call the way I would do the wind call. And then I give you the wind call. And then I find it on the reticle and then I move it over and I say, okay, give me, this is what I would do. If you can understand what I'm saying to you mm-hmm. and I'm describing it to you as I'm doing it, I think that you have a better probability of hitting on your next round. Yeah. And, and I like the Schwero has a, has a rifle reticle in it and not yes. like my friggin' Heinzelt with that late lazy L that sucks. Yeah. The L with the bubbles and shit yeah, on it. Sucks. I was like, I'm like trying to find targets for these guys. Cause one of the things that we were doing that competition where I was like, okay guys, we're got 10 shots. You have three minutes to get from 200 yards to 1125. Right. And I started describing the, the targets to them and I got to like 700 yards. And then like one person was like, well, what does 600 look like? So I described it to him again. And then, 
one other person said, well, what does 300 look like? I said, everybody up and off your rifles. Get over here. <laughs> so we brought, I brought them all over to the spotter. Put the spotter on. That's your target. Do you understand what it looks like? Yes, it's to, it's the small ipsic to the left of the truing bar. He's still fucking the up. next The <laughs> next line, if you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it because that shit is funny to me. Yeah. Um, well, let me, I'll get through my list here and we'll come back. Remind me, uh, first shooter, competition mode. So describing all the targets. But anyways, having a spotter and having a dot or a reticle or something to put on it and say, the left of the crosshairs is your target. Right. You know, I think that having that's in, invaluable. I mean, plus it's super clear. It's stupid. Just to laugh. <laughs> so we put the hidden target out and we gave him an asthma. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Let, we'll finish. Okay. I'll, I will bust through this list right here. Then we're going to talk about that because having the hidden target and running the competition, it, wasn't hidden, but yeah. it was fun as hell. So, um, favorite AR. I have a home build that, um, a Lego gun. Yeah. I got a Lego gun, Franken gun. I have, it is that, a my, my, mag tactical lower. Mm -hmm. If I can get it and I would go to it, because two of my Lego guns are actually early, early Hodge defenses. Jim Hodge built them. Yeah. But they're they're not Hodge defense guns and Hodge actually. They're TM'd. No, they're not real. They're, they're, they're before he had it. But he but, touched it, right? Yes. But yeah. now Hodge defense is a big deal in the AR world. And I, I actually have like an... Well, you a, got the OG. I got an OG Hodge. And it's an, it's an ugly Lego gun, man. But Hodge is another go-to. Mag Tactical Lower. Mm -hmm. There's like two companies that make uh, upper receivers. So one of those, pick one. Right. Um, a Midwest Industries four-end rail that's super light. A Daniel Defense pencil barrel. And just some mag parts. The, the, the on nicest it. AR I ever had, not had, or held and shot. The nicest AR I've ever seen is the. Uh, you're gonna be surprised at this one. Christensen's Arms, Kyle Lamb. Shut up, dude. It's fucking awesome. The Kyle Lamb, because they let Kyle build it and design it. And they did. Kyle's got his shit together. Yes. I, you lost they, me at Christensen arms. Yes, so. but they did. They it's it's they're assembling it, but he did it. It's a shit hot AR. Yeah, it's fucking expensive. I'm gonna bro. Google, like Google it. Everybody Google it. Google it. It's like three Google grand it. for. And it's you want the super light one, which is like four and a half pounds or five and a half pounds, and it's just it's it's money AR wise. But that's an anomaly in the world of what we're talking about. I'm running a Vortex Spark 2 on that guy. Are you? Yeah. Dude, when I was reading about those, they're like indestructible. I'm an Elcan fan. I know people don't like them. I like Elcans, man. Elcan? I like them. I like armament technology. I like their Tenebrex caps. I like Elcans, man. I don't like their Elcans. Because they're big in the back, and I can see. They're heavy as fuck. Yeah, they are. That's why you get the five-pound gun, and then you put the heavy. Oh, yeah. That's where you should put all the weight in the optic? Perfect. Well, that makes sense. Uh, pistol, Glock, Glock, Glock for life, dude. Glock rock. Yep. Um, if I had to choose, I would say at this point, my 17, I have that 34. I don't even have a chance to shoot that damn thing. Yet, dude, dude, I have a 10 millimeter. I never shot. I don't even know what number that is. Right. What is that? A 20 something? I don't know. I think a 10 millimeter. I don't even care. I don't either. I never <laughs> shot it. I got it because it's a 10 millimeter and never shot it. So, I think my 17 is what I do my best work with pistol wise. Mm -hmm. Because the length of it, the size of it, you know, higher cap magazines, blah, 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 and down the line. So, Glock, AI, Suaro, uh, for me, it's Collis right now, the SKMR3. Night Force or Zico. Um, yeah, Night Force, Zico, Collis. If you're getting one of those three, you will not be disappointed, hands down, bottom line. They are at the top of the game. We live in the golden age of, of precision, optics. Right. Yeah, of, of optics, precision rifles, precision period. We live in the golden age, guys. It's not getting any better than this. So we're in the we're in the course. Yeah. So we we camouflage and it ends up being. You want to do the darker. camouflage story first? Yeah. Well, we camouflage a target and we find like a piece of weed and, and shit out in the field so we're driving out frank just goes grab that target and drive that way all right cool get out grab the target and start driving off into the 11 o'clock of our range 
and we see this like we both see it at the same time we both point it at the same time and say put it in those weeds yep so we drive it out to this little circle of weeds it's like perfect for this mm -hmm. so what it even we, had like a slot in the middle that fit it exactly and what we were doing was we decided we're gonna do a milling exercise yeah because we were running we were these guys were so good these guys were running good enough for yeah. us to give them a short little lesson about milling right so we're like, well, they're running good enough, so they don't really, if we take away the bottom part of this target so that they have to kind of guesstimate, mm -hmm. kind of just wedge him up against this bush a little bit, maybe they'll be off a little bit, so they'll have to measure the shoulders or the head. Right. We gave them the, the, we gave them the dimensions on every single piece of that Yeah, we went in the classroom, we target. did a whole thing, right. Okay. So we put it out there, and then we camouflaged them like Ivan. So we had green and black and red on this yep. thing. I mean... And he was dark because like yellow was the color we needed, like yeah. tan. Yeah, if we had if we had a tan, paint, we didn't have. All we had like green. Yeah, so we were like, dude, let's let's cami him up, and then we'll drive back and we'll see if we can spot him. So we drive back and we look out there, and there's <laughs> it's the tan, <laughs> it's the tan grass with a fucking black dot sitting in the middle of it, right? So we're like, okay, there's no way that they can't find this thing, but we're not gonna tell them where it's at. Right. So we shoot an azimuth to it. So we shoot an Asmin with the Terrapin X, right? Yeah. So I'm like, boom, 250, here it is. No problem. So we go in the classroom and we're, we're only sending them 685. up. 685. We're only sending them up in groups of two because we don't want them to tell their homies about it. Yep. So we're like, okay, pick your partners and everything. And, you know, birds of a feather, uh, they all just got mm -hmm. to, you know, they figured out who they wanted to be with. And first set of two come up and they do their thing. And that was, they did, they did really well. I think they, um, it was the gas gun that came up first. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Jake and um, Colt. Colton. So, they came up first. They got on target. No big deal. Second set comes up. These two have known each other for quite some time. Yes. Communication. is <laughs> a little bit lacking. Is a little bit lacking. So, <laughs> we started, like, we kind of started heckling a little bit. Yeah. I want to say... <laughs> That we were making fun of anybody, but we did a little bit of heckling and we referred to ourselves as a therapy group. Yes. And it was couples therapy. It was couples therapy with Mike and Frank. <laughs> and we're sitting back there watching as they're going, okay, well, put it, in, where is it? Put it in your scope. Let me get over to your gun. Let me look through it in your gun. Yep. Oh, shit, I lost it. Yeah, you lost it. Let me get, get off my gun. Let me see. And it was back and forth, back and forth. One person like had a minutes. Yeah, it was about 15 minutes. <laughs> so um, one was milling, the other one was milling, and then we just told them to take the average. Well, we finally got a distance from one of them. One of them. And we're about we're about 10 to 15 minutes into it. And we're you know, we're sitting back there, we're having a good laugh and we're having a good time. Yep. So one of the solutions, one of the resolutions was 690, I think it 694 was. 694. was the average number that came up when you milled it. Well, and one of the numbers that did come out was like 900, 900. right? <laughs> and we both looked at each other and, and I wanted him to shoot the 900. <laughs> and Frank has such a soft heart. He goes, I should go with the run around 700. Yeah. And then walked off. Yeah. And then walked off. And I don't even know where he went. So they got on target. And then the last group, um, it was the three guys. So we're like, okay, your azimuth, 250. We're like, all right, cool. So they're all looking. And it took a while. So finally, like, because we were on the last group of people, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, guys, look at me. I'm looking at it. At it. My spotter's My looking spotter, at it. My spotter, I have it in the glass. And then... Like, let's say my spotter's looking off to the 11 o'clock. They start looking at the 11.30. the 9. <laughs> you know, I'm like, guys, look at my scope. Stand up in front of my scope. Try to block my scope and then look in that direction. It's a fucking black blob just sitting out there in the middle of a bush. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I was like, something was going on. It's with a cow pasture with nothing there. <laughs> right? But like, hey. So I'm like. weeds. I was like, oh, man. My guts just dropped, Frank. I'll be right back. I was like, you think I got time? And you're like, I got it. All right, cool. So I leave to go do my business. You're at, I'm you're in the hot box. John, man. Yeah, you're I'm in the hot John. box, dude. I had to take my hoodie off and everything because it was so hot in there. 
And I was like, all right, got all done, got all taken care of, put my hoodie back on, put my hat on, put my ears on, put my glasses on, walk out, head back over to the line. These guys are still looking for the target. <laughs> so they find it, and each one of them got a first round hit when they found it, milled yeah. it, engaged it. Yep. So that was really, that was cool to see at the end, because I was like, okay, do not disappoint me, because we've waited all this time to see this happen. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like you would let me down if you missed it on your first shot, because you spent so much time. All right, so competition mode. Um, when we told them to, to, they have targets from 200 to 1125, 10 rounds on the clock, three minutes, first guy up, shooter ready, shooters ready, times ready, times ready, spotters ready, time starts. Now, scorekeepers ready. Yeah, scorekeepers ready. <laughs> I said I'm not ready. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Anyways, so, um, the shooter is ready. And I'm watching, and I'm like, okay, here we go. He's got five-round mags. Yep. He's got two five-round mags. Mind you, these are mag pool mags. And I'm going, we're about to witness a jam. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking, through, I'm looking through the spotter with my right eye, and I'm looking at the shooter with my left eye. And I'm like, okay, so he shoots. First, uh, first round, I believe he connected on the 200-yard target. I was like, perfect, move on to three. He shoots. He shot the wrong one. He shoots the wrong target. Yeah. And then moves on to four. I said, no, you are not on four. You're on three. So he shoots and shoots the wrong target again. Shooter, you're shooting at the wrong target. I need you to move left. So he's all flustered. So he shoots and he misses at the 300. So then he goes to uh, reload. He shoots, he misses. Shoots, he misses. And then... Um, I'm like, wrong, you know, miss, miss. And I can tell he's getting super frustrated and I'm trying not to be a dick. And I'm trying not to, like, I know how he feels on the clock. Yeah. And you just can't miss fast enough. And your, your blood pressure's up. You're the first guy going in a course of basic precision rifle on the clock for distance, Four time, four, four points, all this shit. And he's a fucking miss, 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 jam. And I was like, fucking knew it was coming. So then he fucking jams it. Like, starts taking it apart. Sorry, you guys listening in your cars or on and, uh, headphones. Right? Uh, he takes the, uh, takes the mag out. He starts working his immediate action and everything. Right? He finally gets it back up and running. Then you hear, time. <laughs> like, and he stood out, man, I, I felt bad because I was like, dude, you were put on the spot and you were, I don't, you were destined for failure with those magazines, one. Yeah. Okay. But the second piece is like, when I was showing you guys the targets, I expected you to understand it. If you have a question, ask the question. And I said the same thing every single time, left side of the trimming bar, left side of the trimming bar, Left side of the trimming bar is very consistent. And then consistent. he shot the right side, right side twice. He did. And I think part of it, yeah, part of it was those targets look very similar, mm -hmm. but powered down. Right. He was like powered up the entire time. I mean, it was. Well, we but let it was him a fail, very. So then it becomes a training thing. We don't a, fix it. And he took it with a grain of salt, and I think he took it better than I would have taken it. Yeah. Yeah. And he got up and he was like, "Wow." I mean, like he was, he me was wrong, excited about it. guys that got out to 900 yards. Right. Two guys got to eight. But he yeah, was, ex you know. yeah, and he was excited though. Yeah. He was like, dude, I took something away from that. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I took something away from that. Like, <laughs> it was just like, dude, it was, these guys, this was the perfect way to start our training year. Yeah, it was a good one. It was good. So those are two, those are two fun stories from the course. And uh, hopefully you guys come into our course. You guys will experience some stuff like that too. And, uh, you know, everybody, I don't feel like any of these courses have been the same. No, they never are. They're, they are. They're not cookie cutter. No, they're not off the cuff. We train to a level of the shooter. Not They don't train to our level. We train them to their level and then we move them forward. Yeah. And if they're ready, like we did with the milling stuff, if they're ready to do something like that, and they've run through all the exercises that we've you know pre-planned for them, yep. then we can do extra shit and have some fun. But if- That's why we went if, to a mile. Yeah, and three if we're them, not on the same page- Three of them had three hits on a mile. And if we're not on the same page, 
we need to get there before we can have all the fun stuff, mm -hmm. you know, all the little the little back and forth competitions. Yeah. And then, you know, going out to a mile. If you can't hit 1425, you're not going out to a mile, dude. Right. Right. That's it. Bottom line. Well, and we only let the ones that can really kind of get there because there was some underpowered. Like the, the the LaRue rifle only is going 2,425 feet per second. Oh, yeah. He's not going that far. No. He's out at 12. You yeah. know what I mean? So stuff like that, it, it, you got to put in context. But, hey, we're coming on our time. Thanks for listening. Having fun. Having Thanks fun. for subscribing. Thanks for comments, dude. Guys, yeah, comments, you guys, comments, so comments. You guys don't – maybe you get it, maybe you don't, but the comments – put us in the light of the uh, the Podbean app. So at the end of the year, when people see the numbers, it doesn't necessarily have to be how much everybody listened, but if we have enough comments, we can get to a good position right. in we the podcast. Scores, man. We got a score. Yeah, we got a score, man. We got to have a top score, especially with the precision rifle we, we, stuff. We, we got to chase Joe Rogan, man. Yeah, dude, we're, we're, we're coming for you, Joe. Uh, you know what? Kiana babysits his kids. Dude. We're in. We got it in. Yeah, I, I told her. She'll tell. get fired if she brings. Hey, my dad has a podcast. Well, okay, he'll be on your podcast. Yeah, that's not gonna work. You don't think so? No, nah, she thinks she get fired. I'll tell her. So maybe she gets fired. If I was Joe Rogan, I'd be like, fired, fired. <laughs> Trying to use my fame for your own personal gain. So, but um, also got us into a featured position on the Podbean app as well as the uh, the website. So. October, I think it's the 21st, the week of the 21st. Christmas, or uh, Halloween. A Halloween Ooh. time frame. So we may have to do something special there, but we're going to be on the featured list of podcasts for the entire website. So I got a schedule for that. Nice. So. Awesome. So you'll see us there, guys. We right. appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for laughing along with us. Cool. Peace.